Jen here, and welcome back to another episode of the Day to Night podcast. I hope you are doing well. Um, I hope, yeah, I, I hope you're doing well. I'm actually a little bit annoyed today, but that's because of my professor being really, really, really annoying. Um, he didn't upload my grades to the system, like the actual like grading system thing. Um, so that I can check my grades. Uh, I know what I got, it's just he didn't upload it, and so now that's just messing up the whole entire system. But anyways, um, that's just minor stuff, uh, uni stuff. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing really, really well. Um, I'm feeling really good. I have been feeling pretty good for the past few days, so yeah, it's it's going good for me. Um, but unfortunately the weather uh the weather isn't um so monsoon season is kind of you know just around the corner here in korea it's about to start and so it's raining it's raining quite a bit um it was actually raining quite a lot earlier today in the morning like early not early like late morning <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say late morning um around like noon ish a little bit before noon and a little after i think it's i think it kept raining until about one so yeah there's that um um it's it, there's been like thunder and like thunderstorms and stuff like that um for the past week or so so that's exciting monsoon season i hate it um but yeah i mean it, it's nice because the rain will cool everything down but i mean it's just annoying because you know it's rain and i don't like rain but it's fine we'll we'll deal with it we can live through it anyways um today i thought i would talk about accessibility um this is something that i actually was putting off this was actually something that i had planned to do like around may but then you know stuff happened life happened and so i was been putting it off for a while um but here i am i am here to actually talk about it now because accessibility is something that's quite important to me as a disabled person um you know when things are more accessible for me then you know it reminds me that people still care <laughs> um because it's very common to see things that kind of show you and implicitly tell you like you're not really wanted here you're not welcome here um and whether that's done consciously or unconsciously i don't care like it still has the same effect on me and i just wanted to talk about that i want to talk about um what's accessible and what's not um but before i do go on i do want to just really quickly say and you know it's quite important but um this like the things that i have uh, written down on my notes um there are things that i've personally noticed and there are things that i have either personally been affected by or things that i think that i could you know potentially be affected by so they're very like visually impaired person centered um of course there are other ways that disabled people are denied access whether it's you know the little things or the big things um and discriminated against but um because that's not my expertise those aren't things that i personally have uh experienced or noticed uh, i won't be able to talk about that properly so i'm not going to be talking about those bits um if you are interested in how other disabled people are um you know deal with accessibility then i highly recommend that you check out other uh, there are a lot of creators like content creators on youtube or tiktok or wherever um go check them out because you know it's it's their experiences just like how i can't talk about their experience they can't talk about mine um it's 
just the same thing here. Um, I'm just going to be talking about my experiences only. I just wanted to make that very, very clear. Don't go generalizing. This is only Jen's issue with accessibility. And if you are going to generalize, the furthest it could go is only within like the blind and visually impaired community. Anyways, with that said, um, my notes here, they're not in any particular order of like what's more accessible and what's not. These are just things that just came into my head um, as I was thinking about it. Um, so let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about, um, before I actually go into like the specific examples is the difference between accessibility and universality. Um, I'm not a complete expert on this, uh, but I did want to like bring it up just to let you guys know that there's a difference between accessibility and universality. So accessibility is more specific. Universality is more like the umbrella term. It's more like making things accessible for anyone and everyone. Whereas accessibility is making something more accessible for a specific group of people, if that makes any sense. So for example, um, uh, let's say there's some kind of like beauty product, like some skin moisturizer stuff, let's say, um, and it comes up in like a pot, like a little tub. And um, accessibility for like, let's say the visually impaired would mean that there might be braille on it, right, on the packaging. Um, However, universality might be something like just a symbol, like a tactile symbol um, that, you know, because that makes it more accessible for everyone. Like not only can sighted people see it um, and also feel it, but uh, visually impaired and the blind people um, can also like uh, touch it and feel it, right? And um, so that's that's kind of like universality and accessibility. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's my understanding of it. But if you want to learn more about it, I'm sure there are a whole bunch of other resources out there, um, which I recommend you go check out as well. Okay, so now going into the actual specific examples that I have thought of. Um, so these aren't in any particular order. Um, again, like they're just things that came to my head as I was thinking, but okay, <laughs> starting from the first one that I've got. So, you know, when you're going downstairs, I don't know if you've ever noticed, hopefully you have, but, uh, there are those dots at the top and at the bottom of each set of stairs, like each flight of stairs, right? Now, I I don't know maybe if this is just like a Korean thing, but there are so many stairs around here where they don't they don't have those dots. And um it's really annoying or or they they only do half of it. Um and it's very weird when they only do half of it uh because it's it's that to me that just says like, "Oh yeah, we thought about it, but we're not going to like really put too much effort into it." Um, so what I mean by they only do half of it, so, um, this is actually one of the stairs near my house, uh, but they only put those dots at the top of the stairs. They didn't do it at the bottom, just at the top. And it baffles me because the fact that they put it at the top means that, you know, they were aware of it. They knew that they had to, and they did, but they didn't do it at the bottom as well to indicate that the flight of stairs had ended. And it's just like, why? (laughs) Um... It's very, it's very confusing. Like, if you're not gonna do it, like, at least that makes sense because there's some consistency. But um, when they only do it at the top or at the bottom, 
why? Why why did you even bother? Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, it makes no sense. Um, also, another thing is when um, when you're going down like a slam uh, a slamp <laughs> a ramp or a slope. Geez, I mixed ramp and slope together, but you get what I mean. Um, you know those like, you know uh, those those uh, slopes that were uh, designed to make it like make a building more accessible for wheelchair users um, because you know they can't go upstairs. Uh, in those cases, uh, there are also times when some buildings will indicate that there is a change of levels, and some buildings that won't or only do half of it as well and it's it's mind-boggling um it really is um but for me like these dots are so important because um as someone who has poor depth perception not none but just poor i i don't have that great depth perception what's wrong with my dog what is he doing his ball was stuck behind the door anyways um what was i up to Oh, right, yes. So as someone who has poor depth perception, um, when I'm walking towards somewhere, I can tell that there is a change of levels um, with other visual cues, be it, you know, moving cars or like people or something, or I might actually see someone go down, you know, uh, you know, their like their head just like drop. Um, so when I see that, when I have those visual cues that there's going to be a change of level, I get scared because I don't know if it's going to be like a slope, like a, a, a ramp, or if it's going to be stairs. I don't know this. And if there's no indicator, like there's no dots at the top or because um, when I'm going from the bottom to the, uh, to the top, I can see that. But when I'm going from top to bottom, that's when I get really scared because I don't know what's coming up. And if there's no indicator, I don't know where this like drop is going to start, be it stairs or or a slope. Um, so for me, like having those dots are really, really, really important personally. Um, and I mean, like it's 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 scary. Like if you're just walking and suddenly the literally suddenly the ground just disappears from under your feet and then you just kind of fall um that's scary <laughs> and um, it's also dangerous because that's how i sprained my ankle last year um so that is something that's definitely something to do with accessibility for the visually impaired and the blind community and things that um i take quite seriously second thing also I guess connected to stairs is railings. Uh, railings are extremely helpful for me because even if I'm going down a set of stairs, like a flight of stairs with someone and I trust them and they're good at a sighted guide or they're used to it and things like that, um, they because they're still technically moving, they're not a particularly uh, like a good stabilizer if you will um however railings because they're not moving right especially i mean not including like rope railings for like fancy aesthetics um or like on hiking trails but uh, i mean like those metal like or just wooden proper traditional railings those help a lot because they're stable they um they provide a lot more support than a moving human being 
So for me, when I'm going downstairs, uh, personally, I really prefer it if um, someone, like, if I'm with someone, I, I really prefer it if they just let me know that, you know, a, a flight of stairs are coming up. And then I can feel around with my toes and I can find the first, like, the drop. And then I will find the railings and use that to help me, like, go down the stairs and, you know, feel more supported and feel more safe. Because when I am holding on to the railings, I feel more in control of my balance and stability and only not only that but also I can feel with my hands when I like stretch it out a little further in front of me I can feel when um, it like levels out and then I know that the you know the end of the steps are coming up so for me I, I really like railings I really really prefer railings over um, just someone I'm walking down with. Uh, however, there are, again, a lot of places that just don't have railings and it's, it's not that great because then not only am I walking down a lot slower and I'm, uh, if there are people behind me, then I'm causing, you know, a bit of a traffic jam situation and then I feel guilty about that. But also it's scary. It's just scary. And I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really scary. Um, <clears throat> Also, however, uh, this doesn't really apply to me, but again, it's something that I've noticed, um, and it's that some places, especially more like government buildings, um, or like like really super high-end bougie kind of buildings, um, they have braille, like actual braille, um, at the top and at the bottom of the railings. To and I'm assuming it's to signify, like I'm assuming it says start and and or like top and bottom I don't know what exactly it says but um when I notice that they there are braille dots then I know like that's a second uh reinforcer that the top of the stairs or like the bottom of the stairs is coming up and I I like that too even as someone who doesn't read braille for me those braille dots like they signify like you're coming up to something so railings again super accessible I mean also not only is it good for people like me, like visually impaired people, but it's also good for people, I'm assuming it's also good for people uh, who have mobility issues or um, balance issues uh, because I know for a fact that sometimes my mom, like she's she's got pretty bad knees, her knees are quite weak, um, and sometimes she really relies on the railings as well to again like help pull herself up or, or help her like go downstairs. So railings just all in all, great. <laughs> Next thing is braille on elevator buttons. I'm sure everyone has seen braille dots on elevator buttons at this point in their life. If you haven't, then I mean, I can't help you. <laughs> but uh, I, I believe this is pretty universal at this point. Like, I don't think there are any elevator buttons. Well, at least from the countries that I visited, um, all of their elevator buttons have braille on them. Um, of course, like their braille is in their language. Um, so uh, that's not always going to be universal. However, I do understand that numbers are universal. I believe that is the case. Uh, le like the alphabet letters that actually make up their words and their in their language is different. But I believe numbers are universal. Um, but that's that's accessible, right? That's accessibility right there. But again, like I don't know if this is just a Korean thing. <laughs> um, but uh, there are some buildings here in Korea where, um, and this is even before like the pandemic, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second, but uh, there are some buildings that have these braille dots and then they have like this really thick plastic cover 
on top of the entire like keypad for like the numbers like all of the buttons are just covered up by like this thick clear plastic covering over the buttons and I'm just like why <laughs> why do you even bother with having the braille in the first place and if you're just gonna cover it up make it impossible to you know feel and touch because that's kind of how braille works you're touching them you feel them so like why are you covering it up with like super thick plastic like it makes no sense um and this also like hinders my uh, independence when it comes to elevators as well uh not because again like i don't read braille i don't i don't um live my life with you know touching braille and things like that uh but what i do do with elevator buttons is i do feel the contours of the button and so um i don't know if i i ever said in a podcast episode or not um but basically how i find certain buttons on an elevator especially like a new elevator i will randomly press a button and then seeing where that button like the number that actually lights up for that button i will then count um i'll count how you know like let's say i'm going to the 10th floor and i randomly press a button it's the 15th floor and i'm thinking okay so i'm just gonna go down five so i'm counting in my head while i'm feeling the contours of the buttons so um i'll go like 15 14 13 yada 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 and um if there is a thick plastic covering over that it makes it a lot harder for me to feel those contours of the of those buttons and it's it's not great <laughs> i'll say that it's not great um also like there are a lot of places that have this like thick plastic covering and they don't also clean up very often so it becomes a bit hazy and a bit foggy and then that makes it like really hard to see as well um so I don't understand why people decide to put plastic covering on top. But uh, going back to the pandemic thing, there are a lot of places again nowadays that have like this antibacterial film thing covering their buttons. And I guess it's supposed to like keep it clean and everything and sanitary, which I understand because, you know, uh, pandemic. Uh, But um, again, like it's it's. Like, it's understandable, but it's also like, why? <laughs> um, you know, they could have they could have uh, picked, like, a clear one, but a lot of the places, they're quite, like, hazy. They're quite translucent. Um, they're not transparent at all. And it's just like, this makes it really hard um, to, to not only see the actual button, but to also feel the braille. Because sometimes, there was this actual one time when... Um, I was curious and I actually touched through the film and I couldn't feel the braille. Um, it was very like not that tactile. And and of course, like I don't really know because I'm not a braille user, but my my suspicion is that people who do rely on braille would not be able to read it. Um, so <laughs> that's a bit of an issue. And also um, staying on the topic of elevators, there are elevators that will like speak the number of the button that you've pressed right so again like if i'm going to the 10th floor and i accidentally press not accidentally um but i press the 15th but uh, 15th floor button then the elevator like the 
lady or the person usually it's a lady i don't know why but uh, the person will be like 15th floor right <laughs> and in that like elevator voice and there are a lot of places that don't have that so for me um it's helpful to have this auditory uh, cue as well to be like, yep, you've pressed the 15th floor button um, and then you can count down. Um, but for elevators that don't have this like person telling them what floor they've pressed, it's like, okay, um, what am I supposed to do now? Because there are also a lot of elevators here in Korea where um, I will press the button and the the light itself is that lights up the button is also really really dim and so I don't see it um, so I don't know if I pressed it or not so yeah elevator accessibility is a, a huge thing for me as well because if I get in an elevator and I don't know where the buttons are there's a good chance I will you know it'll take me like five minutes to get to the floor that I want to because I don't know where the buttons are I don't know what floor I've been pressing and then I might end up on the wrong floor and then I have to go back down or up. Or enough. It's a it's a big thing. So elevator accessibility is a big thing for me as well. Also, another thing that you may or may not have noticed, road crossing button things. <laughs> um, this is, I believe, very like VI centered. And it's basically where um, when you're waiting for um, the pedestrian like red light to turn to green, um, if you look to the sides, uh, usually the actual like pole, like your side of the traffic pole has uh, this button um, that if you press it, uh, they will give you an auditory um, signal being like uh, some some actually say like it's the green light. You, you may go now or in Korea's case, they have like this beeping signal thing. And um, depending on the frequency of the beep, it you know it lets you know like how much time you have left roughly um that's very accessibility <laughs> yeah i've just made accessibility into it now but yeah that's that's very accessible for people who can't see the buttons not button the lights sorry um sometimes if um it's really bright like the, if the sun's out and it's a really sunny day sometimes i you know it's hard for me to see as well and in those cases um i just make sure to see if there are other people around me and I just move when the other people move um but if I'm alone I mean sure yeah I would definitely use those as well so that's definitely something that um you know that says accessibility another thing is uh in Korea we have these uh like these panels of like uh how uh like when the buses are gonna come um so like for example like oh the bus uh, route number 27 is coming in five minutes and um, it's just a panel that says all of these and then the ones that are like nearby like one or two minutes left they will um, announce it like the the computer will announce it again it's it's always a lady I don't know why but <laughs> um, the computer will announce it and uh, you basically kind of prepare yourself to get on the bus now these are great I think I think they're great but um, as someone who has visual impairment they're not perfect um, because I think they made it so that the ones that like the buses that are nearby like they made it so that even visually impaired people will be like okay I've got two to three minutes left I, I'm just gonna grab my bus card I'm gonna prepare all my things organize all my stuff and get ready to get on the bus I think I think that's where they came from however however 
um, they don't actually let you know if your bus has actually arrived at the bus stop. Now, I don't know if the technology just isn't there or j- they just didn't like bother to go that far. Um, but I mean, again, like, yeah, like I know my bus is coming, but I don't know when exactly my bus will be here. So then someone has to, again, rely on someone else to be like, could you please let me know if my bus is here? And I just think that if they're gonna do it, like, go full out, you know? Um, again, like, I don't know if this is a technology thing. Maybe they just don't have the technology yet. I don't know. If that's the case, I mean, like, okay, fine. But uh, if they do and they just didn't think about it, then that's not good enough, in my opinion. So there's that. That That is also something that I think um, had the intention of being accessible, but, you know, fell fell short a bit. Also, it would be nicer if um, they also just announced the time left for every every single bus. Like, I know that could be a bit of a hassle, but um, I mean, this is just literally my own selfish personal preference at this point. But when the sun is out, again, like the sun just ruins everything. Um, when the sun's out and there's like glare, I don't like I can't see the the numbers on the panel. Um, because it is a screen, like, it's a screen, and so when too much sun goes on it, there's glare, and I just don't see it at all, and so I don't know when my bus is coming, and that can be kind of frustrating, and that can be kind of frustrating, and, um, yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely just a me thing, that's not like a do it for everyone thing, I think that's definitely more of a me thing than anything, but I just wanted to, (laughs) I just wanted to say that, um, moving on. tactile buttons I like I said like I really like tactile stuff because they're really the only indicator that I have for something being there or like um you know they're indicators for me like tactile stuff that I can touch and feel whether it's through like with my fingers or my feet or my toes or whatever like having something tactile is really important for me um and there are times when I just wish that technology <laughs> would also understand this and realize that touchscreen stuff is not always the best. Um, because when things are touchscreen, and I don't mean like phones, like smartphones, because that's something that you can personalize. Um, personalized touchscreens, I don't have an issue with because you can, again, like you can personalize it. You can get voiceover on it on on, uh, on Apple devices or TalkBack on um, Android devices. Um, <clears throat> but touchscreens of machines that cannot be personalized, for example, um, like a keypad for like a passcode or something or a kiosk at a restaurant or a cafe like that you can't you can't personalize those <laughs> and they're really really annoying as someone with visual impairment because again like I when I'm when I'm gonna be pressing something I want something to be tactile so in the case of like keypads for like uh, number keypads right <clears throat> um if they're if there aren't any like tactile uh, buttons or like tactile indicators or anything of the sort, then I'm just going to be feeling around the screen and essentially pressing every single button that's on this screen. And that's not what I want, right? So my building, actually, they've got a touchscreen um, 
number keypad and I have never been able to see the numbers really properly so I always carry around a key card with me where whenever I leave the house um, and when I don't I freak out because then that means I have to go through the car park and <laughs> I ain't no car <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just not a nice feeling um, but yeah like the fact that people are like oh technology is always better no, it's not. I mean, technology, yeah, for the most part, I do think so. Like, it, it is, for the most part, better. But it's not always better. And I think that's very, like... Eh, um, yeah, like, I'm very personal. Like, I'm very, like, passionate about these things. About, like, technology and advancements and stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, touchscreens, they're not, they're not accessible. Like, um, especially those that, like, don't offer an alternative at all because um atm machines they they offer an al alternatives um because like the ones the ones here in korea <clears throat> i can't speak for the other ones for like, other countries but the ones in korea for the most part they have um like earphone ports where you can plug in your earphones and um i guess i haven't tried it because i can i, I can actually see the screens on ATM machines um, but I'm assuming what happens is if you plug it in um, the screen will essentially read what's under your fingers just like voiceover or talkback I'm assuming that's what happens <clears throat> that's the only logical thing that I can think of but um, yeah that's I mean that's an alternative but uh, these like other like touch screens like kiosks they don't offer an alternative at all and there have been times when i'm just standing there like i can't see the screen because it's either too dark um as in like it's placed by a window like near a window and it's too sunny so there's too much glare so it's too dark and all i see is me like this kiosk is now a mirror um <laughs> Or, or um, the surrounding area is too dark, and therefore now the kiosk screen is way too bright for me to see, and so I'm squinting at this, and it's still way too bright. Um, so things like that, like I get it, but like, can I have an alternative, please? And this was a bit of an issue, like this whole kiosk thing in Korea when it became a lot more popular. Um, it was on the news that it wasn't accessible for the blind community and i was you know i was impressed with this news <laughs> um with the uh, with the news like coverage and you know it was it was nice to be like yeah like people notice these things and it has come to other people's attention like it, it was nice so yeah touch screens um they're fine they're great just give give us an alternative please Final thing that I really, actually, really, this actually kind of surprised me, and I didn't really think of it much, but it's um, museums that offer, like, headsets or, like, those recording, not recording devices, but, like, those, like, little devices that you carry around, and it, like, syncs up to um, each exhibit, and it let, like, it reads out um, <clears throat> the description for that particular exhibit. Um I didn't know these existed until I actually saw one at a museum that I'd gone to for actually uh, a school like assignment thing, um, and I was you know I was just like yeah I'll just I'll just take it as like a new experience I'll try this out and it was only a dollar so I'll, I'll rent one, and um, they offer they offered like those like really low quality earphones in case you didn't have any or you could plug in your own, so obviously I just plugged in my own, 
And it was really nice because I could just walk around minding my own business, just making sure that I wasn't bumping into anyone or anything. And um, I didn't have to bother with reading. I could see the artifacts and I could hear what the computer person was saying and I could just be like okay so that's cool like this is the story of this particular artifact like that's really nice and I didn't really think much about it at first um but now that I think about it I think I think it was an option for people like myself who um can't read and this museum didn't have braille they didn't have braille uh on their um on their like little uh descriptor thingies I can't think of the word um uh and so for me like that was actually really nice and um again like it's it's just an alternative like the thing is that I think with accessibility there are things where it's like this is something that I expect of you and then there are things where it's like all I expect of you is having an alternative for example uh what I mean by this is like for example stairs like the changing of levels I think that's just an expectation at this point like come on um however like the kiosk things and um the museum like that's that's an alternative and um you know that's that's something that I appreciate and you know that one alternative makes things so much more accessible right and then there are things that I just cannot <laughs> understand like the braille on elevator buttons being covered up like what is that uh, like you tried and then you just failed um so these are things that I've just noticed personally as a visually impaired person um again like they're very personalized they're not like things that you could go generalize they're just things that I've personally noticed um that are very like VI centered but there was uh one thing well actually more or less like two two things that I've noticed that aren't necessarily VI centered but are definitely things that could definitely be more like um accessibility for people with disabilities thing um so the first one is that disability parking or I guess some people call it accessibility parking or something along those lines those parking spaces that have been reserved for people with disabilities basically um I think I think when it comes to like indoor or underground car parks um they're quite good at this you know like they they make sure that you know they match the measurements they have plenty of space around the actual parking space they're closer towards the entrance things like that I think they do a good job when it's indoor and underground. The problem is when that car park is now outdoors. Um, there are a lot of car parks that I've noticed that they may match, like they they might get the measurements of that actual parking spot right because, I mean, that's just government stuff, right? That's just government regulations. But the location is mind-boggling. For example, um, usually these parking spaces are quite big and and uh give you know there's like this little border around it because of people who may have like these these aids these tools um that are quite big for example wheelchair users they've got a wheelchair to roll out on um or like people with a walker again it's it's quite a bulky tool um or like service dogs or surface ser <laughs> service animals uh again like they're they're bigger like they're a lot bigger and wider than an average human that's why they've got a lot of space right and to fit all of that in sometimes the car itself is also quite big and it's mind-boggling when 
these I guess I don't know who designs car parks but like whoever designs these car parks and designates like these areas it's mind-boggling when they decide to put the disabled parking spot in the corner (laughs) like in the corner like legit in the corner and it's just like why why are you making the accessible parking so unaccessible um what is what is the purpose of this um like there's this one thing there's this one car park that i can think of where literally they like you park the car and right in front of the car is like the stairs into the building and they have like this uh railing thing so that it feels very like closed off and then on the left hand side it's just like bushes and trees and stuff like that and then on the right it's just like cars like regular uh, parking spots and it's just like why like this car is gonna have so much trouble like a parking but also pulling out and see this person who is you know disabled might struggle to get out of this like parking spot and to just go into the building like what is this like they could have put this one parking spot on the other side of the stairs so that it's a lot more accessible but they didn't do that like why like how what is this you know um so that's something i've noticed um and another thing is uh buildings without ramps like they've got stairs they've got like little steps but they don't have ramps so wheelchair users if if they're like bound to their wheelchair if they really cannot walk at all um there is no way for them to go into that building uh like there's actually a building in my school on campus that's like this and um this one semester like every time i would go to class there'd always be a wheelchair stand like sitting outside and i was always like what like why why is there a random wheelchair here with no one in it um turns out this person could actually walk she still she could still walk not very well but she could still walk um and um but you know she relied on a wheelchair to move around for the most part i'm assuming and she had to leave her wheelchair outside and had to rely on someone else to help her to get to her class because there was no ramp not only that but that building also doesn't have an elevator (laughs) so um you know not not the best um terrible actually so things like that also there was another one where it was a bank it's like a pretty big bank in korea and um they decided to put a ramp so far out um that it basically it just kind of ran into the bushes like the ramp itself was like so into the corner that it was like just in the bushes at that point and it was just like why <laughs> um i mean they could have just like hired someone for like an hour or two i don't know how long gardening takes but like someone to just trim those bushes back trim those trees back and just make that ramp look a more presentable b more accessible and three like three c <laughs> c more inviting like i don't i wouldn't want to go up this ramp that's just basically half covered by bushes and be like jabbed by leaves and twigs and branches on the way up like i wouldn't want that that's not that's that's not ideal basically um so those are things that aren't vi centered but definitely things that i've noticed um i'm sure if you look around in your environment you'll also come across a few things that 
are either like just ex- like corporations and people trying to be more accessible but just absolutely flopped they just failed or they just didn't put in much thought like they did the bare minimum to get by government regulations or they just didn't try at all and um and then there's also going to be things where um that it things are just made to be so accessible that you don't even realize and they're done so well and so subtly and and just really well thought about and you know there, i'm sure there are going to be things that you notice and uh once you actually start looking for these things or being more aware and being more observant there are a lot of these and it's surprising <laughs> it's surprising how much of the uh, like how much of this there are, there is around the world and so just keep your eyes peeled um or your ears peeled or keep your senses peeled basically and just notice these things because there's a lot of them um yeah so that's that's today's episode which was about accessibility i hope you learned something um it might have it might have not been the most fun but i hope you learned something at the very least um this is something that's very important to me personally i just accessibility is everything to me um so i hope you enjoyed that um and learned something from today's episode uh if you did then i would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or a rating on apple Podcasts. that would be amazing uh don't forget to follow and or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes that i'm gonna be posting and you can also follow me on social media. There's also a Twitter for this podcast. I'll leave that in the show notes below so you can check that out if you want. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to stay safe, stay healthy. And also, most importantly, don't forget to smile because today is always a wonderful day. And I will come talk to you guys next week. Bye!